This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That's Alan Saunders. And Alan, who, who is this below us? This, this is the voice, the voice of the show, our, our, uh, our version of of uh you know i don't know the the great intro men of all time brandon rossi i don't know about that but thank you for the for the warm reception Uh, listen it's our our favorite part no matter what content is said after the intro it's already a great show for the two of us because of the intro the music the voiceover it's all fantastic thanks for doing it by the way it's the first time that we've gotten to talk not in person obviously but virtually so thank you for the work that you did for this well, of course, thank, pleasure to be here and looking forward to the show. And, you know, great to talk with such esteemed gentlemen like you two and looking forward to it. Esteemed. Where hmm. are the esteemed gentlemen? I, <laughs> I must have missed that memo. I just. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm this. This balances out the YouTube comments. So I'm glad that we got called esteemed gentlemen. And All hopefully right. those people take notes. We don't get we don't get called esteemed gentlemen by the by the fans never by the audience <laughs> they, they know they know us for what we really are smitty i think that's the, that's the problem there <laughs> yeah absolutely uh we'll dive into more stuff with brandon as the show goes on and you guys have seen kind of the format as the show is going to be when we have people riding shotgun with us but alan let's wrap up some stuff uh newsworthy uh over the last couple days or i should say last 24 hours we briefly brought up the whole art rooney talking about the lease thing just because it was kind of like a small nugget tucked into a lot of other information and then 24 hours later they hired an offensive coordinator so that kind of took off 
and then life of its own became what the hot topic was. But talking about the lease of the Steelers, obviously, with their stadium, and now, you know, today with the Cleveland Browns potentially looking into their options uh, when that time comes as well, I thought it'd be interesting point to bring up yet again those conversations and because it's not something that I think that like just a casual fan ever really thinks about. Yeah, so I mean things are getting messy with the Browns, and I don't know. Obviously, I don't expect Steelers fans to be real up on what's going on in Cleveland, but they've been negotiating to do like a billion dollar renovation of their stadium, which opened two years before Akershore Stadium did in 1999, and it's been very contentious. It, it, part of it is politics, right? Like they want to do a whole reconfiguring of their lake shore. They want to build a cap over the highway to reconnect the lake shore with downtown and make it a year-round destination, not just for 10 Browns games. And so there, there's a lot going on there. But um, news kind of got out this week that the Browns seem like they're frustrated with that process, have bought a piece of property out by Cleveland's airport in the suburbs, and they may just be going their own route and not kind of taking the public money and, and going somewhere else. Or maybe if they're taking public money, it's from – a suburb instead of the city of Cleveland because they don't want to deal with that process. It's a lot of speculation going on right now, nothing firm, but it's getting messy, right? And I think Steelers fans need to probably prepare themselves for some mess here. We're two years behind Cleveland in this cycle. And like, mm. you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but the ask from the Steelers is going to be big. And I don't think it's going to be unreasonable. We've seen now Cleveland here talking about a billion dollar project to renovate their stadium. I know that Cincinnati is discussing renovations in the like four to 700 million range and whether that's worth doing or whether they should tear down, what do they call Paul Brown Stadium now? Paycor Stadium Paycor. Uh, or, or just start over. Baltimore just got a $460 million mm-hmm. uh, renovation yeah. deal from the state of Maryland to fix up MT Bank Stadium. And I got to be honest, like I think those three stadiums in the AFC North that are all about the same age have probably held up better than Akershore is. Certainly Cleveland and Baltimore have. Cincinnati's eh, just okay. They don't really keep it that nice. But uh, so, I mean, I think I think Art Rooney and then the Steelers and David Morehouse was hired from the Pittsburgh Penguins basically seemingly for this job, right, to go to Allegheny County in the city of Pittsburgh with his hand out looking for a half a billion dollars to fix up Akershore Stadium. And I don't really know that I have a sense of how this is going to go. You know, I mean, Art said we want to be here another 10 or 20 years, and that's kind of what he's supposed to say there. But uh, where does the money come from? Who commits to it? How does a deal get made? I, I don't know. I think things are messy right now. What What is the – I mean, I, I see a lot of stadiums, so maybe I have a different perspective. But, like, do you guys get the sense that, like, this, the public would be behind – uh, a half a billion dollars to dump into Akershire Stadium? I mean, I think it'd be tough to say, you know, just because, like, you know, from from the outsider's perspective, I mean, of course, they're always looking to, to, to update what's already there. I mean, I think Steelers fans have always had this perception about how great Akershire Stadium is, but also to your point, you know, with all of the, you know, all of the other AFC North, stadiums i mean how much better is it than the other stadiums in the afc north you know I, i'd put it above paycor for sure but mm-hmm. when it comes to mnt and cleveland brown stadium i don't know you know so i think it's just a matter of um what the what the ins i guess what the direct residents would think in terms of like where where the money's coming from 
Uh, yeah, you know, what's interesting is like everybody talks about how much how great Steelers games are. Listen, nobody's going there for the venue itself. That's like, true. I do not think Akershore Stadium is a top tier venue when you look lead wide. As somebody that hasn't spent a ton of time at a bunch of other venues, I still get uh, that sense regardless. Uh, it's more about the environment that is created within that venue above all. But yeah, in terms of that, Alan, you were guys talking about like how the fa- I think the fans are just going to be like, we don't care. It's not our, you know, it's not our money coming out of our pocket. Let's get this done. Like we just want to see a renovated stadium that is up to date and can compete just in terms of the venue itself, not the team or the events going on inside of it with these others around the league. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation to have for sure. I just, you know, without having my hand on the pulse of the way that these things go, really until you brought it up right before we started recording, it hadn't even been in my mind, even with Art Rooney talking about it uh, prior to, right, when was that? Like a week and a half Last ago Monday. or so? Last Monday. Last Monday. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really something that was on my mind until now this Cleveland thing. And that I have a follow-up question for you uh, in terms of that. So they've already purchased this land. Like what happens if, okay, it's, it's, it's been messy, but say that they do figure it out. What in the world would they do with that? So this land is like an old Ford factory that has been slated for redevelopment anyway. So I assume they would just okay. flip it to somebody else that wanted to develop it or just own the land. Uh, it doesn't seem like they've committed to anything, but if you're dropping down money to buy property, I think things are getting pretty messy. One thing I will say is I'm very skeptical of the Steelers getting to that point of mess just because mm-hmm. I think there's a significant commitment from the Rooney family to playing on the North side. That's where our Rooney senior grew up. Um, it's, it's, you know, the, the franchise has played there since 1970. I have a real hard time seeing them, you know, and the other part of it is, you know, some of these stadiums, like you're seeing in Chicago is, is talking about moving to the suburbs. The commanders mm-hmm. are talking about moving to the suburbs. And I think the big difference there is in those places you have like wealthy suburban counties where like there's a county where all the rich people live and it's got a lot of money. And that's why those, those cities are being lured, Those teams are being lured to a different County in Pittsburgh. We don't really have that. Like it's not like Westmoreland or Washington or Butler County has more money than Allegheny County does. We also have a regional tax district, which is going to funnel all the money from that seven County region that surrounds Pittsburgh back towards the city now might they build a place other than on the north side you know uh, sure like i guess they could build it in hazelwood or you know someplace else where they can find a big piece of flat ground near some some transport but really i mean pittsburgh is because of the geography really limited like anybody that's ever worked in pittsburgh that has lived in one suburb and tried to work in another knows how much of a nightmare it is to like try to get from I don't know, Mount Lebanon to Oakland or, you know, North Hills to Castle Shannon. Like, like those, those are everything that we do is centered on getting people that aren't in downtown to downtown and pretty much everywhere else is a horrific pain in the butt to get to. So I don't really see anywhere like that kind of solution coming. I think Agershire stadium was built with the intention of it being upgradable as the years went on. I don't think it'll be a difficult Mm. stadium to renovate. So I think, you know, as opposed to the Browns who seem really like they would actually prefer a new stadium and are maybe settling for a renovation if they that's the way they go down. I do think the Steelers would be perfectly happy to just put some money into Agersher and make it a little bit nicer, maybe find a way to get some more enclosed seating. I know that is the one area that I feel mm. like 
has been a consistent talking point and that the roofs over the sidelines are not very big. Um, maybe there's a way they could, you know, enclose part of one end zone. Maybe there's a way they could get rid of those big bleachers and replace them with uh, some enclosed luxury suites or some maybe like you've seen some stadiums that have that like real stacked, like very narrow decks that all go up on top of one another in order to get some cover over from some more seats. I feel like from a fan perspective, that's really like the one thing that like I, as a guy that went to games at three river stadium, and I don't know if you guys do the overhang at three river stadium was significantly bigger. It was a much nicer stadium to be in and it was enclosed. Right. So when it was cold, when it was rainy, when it was windy, when the snow was blowing sideways, it wasn't nearly as miserable to be in the upper deck at three river stadium as it is to be, especially if you're near one of the end zones up there, you know, my uncle's got some seats up in, I don't know, one of the 500 levels right on the end. The wind starts whipping. It's raining sideways. It's a pretty miserable place to be. I think the Steelers are, are very tied to the outdoor football experience. In fact, Art Rooney said, we will not ask for a dome. But I, I think finding a way to get some more enclosed seats would certainly be something that was attractive to both the team. And I, th I think the fans would appreciate that, too. You see the ticket prices on, on a cold weather day. or, or You know, it's, it's not that expensive to go sit up in peanut heaven. It's... It's significantly yeah. more expensive if you want to be down in a place where you got a roof over your head and maybe some heat. Yeah, specifically, can we get some cover just going straight across, like right over 105, section 105? <laughs> that would be great. Just, uh, like the, just like the Zachary Smith roof. And mm -hmm. just, yeah, yeah right like that. I, I would allow them to name that as well. Yeah. Uh, Alan, I was born in 1995. Stadium opened 2001. I think I went to one game in Three Rivers, okay. to be honest with you. And I don't remember it. So, uh, yeah, this has been like the only stadium that I've truly known. I was going to ask you, and this is an opinion that I have just popped in my mind. Is there a thought potentially that the Steelers might like feel like they could cut some corners on this, though, in terms of the upgrades? Just because like they don't need to sell the venue. Like people are going there typically. Of course, other things go on there besides Steelers games, but like in general, that's the home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, just because again, like they're not selling the venue, they're selling the product that's going on inside of the venue more than the venue itself. Or do you think that there is the thought like, no, we need to be like state of the art. We want to be top of the line, first class with the venue that we have. I actually think it's the opposite. I think some of that happened okay. when they built the stadium. I think if you compare mm. like Acrisure to PNC Park, like PNC Park was very clearly built with selling the stadium yeah. in mind, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it was yeah. built to be a, a cathedral where people would want to come because of the building. Uh, comparatively, Acrisure, very utilitarian, right? I mean, it's basically just this is the place where you will come to watch the team that you love, mm. and it doesn't matter what uh you know what what it looks we got like. some uh we got we some got Steelers live, news live, live on Steelers oh, afternoon drive always the, uh, the always Steelers the Steelers are expected to hire Jets assistant Zach as Azani as as their new wide receivers coach prior to joining the Jets in 2023 uh -huh. he was with the Broncos for five seasons I would be lying if I knew anything uh, about Zach Azani <laughs> other than like generally what he looks like. Um, and that's yeah. only because, you know, I, I have some friends that he's coached with in the past, but uh, I, I mean, in terms of um, what he's all about, I don't know. Seems like, you know, he, he's, he's, he's worked with some decent guys in Denver, but I don't know like how good of a developer those guys necessarily he was. I will say just on the resume, he is very much like not the kind of pass game coordinator type guy that you just want to get into your coaching staff. He's much more like that sort of traditional wide receivers coach hire 
Um, you know, I, I, but I, you know, I have a hard time coming up with anything to say about he, he there's a connection to Arthur Smith, right? Worked in Tennessee uh, when yeah. Arthur Smith was there, maybe not b- before he was co- the coordinator, but when he was there. And so um, I don't know. I, th- I think that's, that's oh, interesting. But... Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, Mike uh... Sullivan is being retained uh, for sure. Just put out there as well. Okay. All right, big news. I don't understand yeah. Mike Sullivan coming back. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And here we go, going on more. Steelers expected to hire Chargers assistant Tom Arth per Aaron Wilson <laughs> in of KPRC in Houston. Now we that, started this out with like no actual no news, news and really now we have all the news. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tom Arth is a guy that I Great. I'll be honest, I'm not very excited about. I you know. When, when when your last stop was being part of that cabal that was screwing up Justin Herbert, I really am. I'm like, what? Why would you want that guy right now? I don't. I, and his his long. I mean, you know, he was a John Carroll, and he's one of the greatest Division three head coaches, you know, in the country. But you know, I I can't sit here and say like he was groundbreaking at Tennessee, Chattanooga, or at Akron, and then he goes to the Chargers, and is kind of a failure. I, I don't know. I, I don't really see that one. I, I guess I don't really understand that one. Maybe is, is a better way to say it. I'm kind of digesting this out of the three names that we had heard originally. Did they interview any more than those three? For this role? Well, it, or is it just yeah, the there's three a couple more. I mean, I know that there were more. I don't know that any names got okay. out there, but um, yeah. so yeah, it'll I'm, be Arth as as pass game coordinator, Sullivan as quarterbacks coach, and Azani as wide receivers coach. I think that's yeah. just looking at the names. That's probably the way it, it plays out. Good, Brandon. I was just going to say they only they only offered or they they offered the position. They were set to interview to Matt Baker, Matteo Kambui, and Phil Matus for multiple positions, and they didn't hmm. specify what if it was for th- this specific yeah. coach or elsewhere. Well, they have, yeah, they still have the strength and conditioning. Obviously they're looking for, we've kind of touched on that. The offensive quality control coach. I'm curious, do they bring in another, cause they let go of their assistant quarterback coach, even though they're bringing back Sullivan. Will they feel right? So that have, that have David Corley's role. They would have, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt Tomshow's role. They might have Glenn Thomas's role, although I assume that would mostly mm. be absorbed by the new pass game coordinator. And then um, uh, Mattis is a uh, strength and conditioning coach from Boston College, so that's that's what uh, that's what he would be. Um, Ooh, and that's... they also may, you know, who knows what else they're going to uh, to add to this coaching staff. But that seems like a pretty coherent pack of hires right there in that it's Arth Sullivan and Azani as the mm-hmm. three guys kind of involved in the passing game. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was just scrolling just now and it's AFC North news. Um, but it pertains, it pertains to the Ravens. Zay flowers is being investigated for alleged domestic assault that just came yeah. in half yeah. hour. Ago. I think I, I think I, I saw that right before we started recording. I yeah. apparently that's like been coming down the pipeline for a little bit too. Like somebody that I know yeah. texted me and said was wondering if this was even going to get out. So yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I kind of um, wait and see on, on that. What what uh, what some of the details are? Obviously, flowers really right. important to the Ravens um, for sure. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on this, Smitty or Brandon, on this kind of group of, of offensive coaches? Uh, Based off, like, the fact that I thought maybe we could, like, okay, so getting a new OC is one thing. And I was like, okay, maybe under him we do see, like, just a fresh group that's, like, very inspiring. I, I, on this, though, I'm kind of uninspired by the group. And I, w- I wouldn't say that that necessarily surprises me. Um, but there's not like a name there that jumps out to me that I'm just like super excited about adding to the staff. Um, it's obviously not status quo other than Sullivan. They are new pieces to the organization. I, w- I will say I definitely do like the fact they're actually adding a pass game coordinator. Like they're adding that role. Don't know what to make of the person that they're putting into that role. But I do like that it is a role that they're going to have on the staff. Nothing jumps out to me, though, as like this is you know super exciting or like i'm absolutely in love with this hire right off the bat obviously time will tell if they were good bad hires but like on the surface nothing jumps out to me in a positive super positive way akron is a pretty tough place to coach but tom arth was three and 24 as the head coach of akron so like i don't know maybe the defense was just really bad i don't don't know but that's not inspiring to me like i'm gonna dive into this more yeah i don't i don't I can't say I'm in love with any, and especially because I feel like, and we've talked about this many, this was an opportunity to add some experience to the coaching staff. You know, I think one of the selling points of Arthur Smith is that you have a guy who who was a head coach as a coordinator. I think this was an opportunity to add someone with better experience as a pass game coordinator. Obviously, you know, the big name was Eric Bieniemy, but that's not the only guy out there like that, right? Like, you know, Brian Johnson just got hired by somebody for some kind of role like that. Um, th- there were a number of those other guys that we just talked about that were kind of in that realm as as former offensive coordinators that you feel like maybe had a passing game system that might fit. Um, and, and and instead you get Tom Arth. I don't know. It feels like a missed opportunity. Brandon, what do you got? I think the big thing here is, you know, um, the fact that they're – Going outside of the organization instead of hiring from within is something, you know, that that I know that they were talking about doing and they're doing that. But again, it's it's hard to say um, about, you know, how successful or unsuccessful these hires are going to be. We can't really judge that, I think, until, you know, once the season starts. But I do think that the fact that they're hiring from the outs from outside the organization is is a place to start. Cause I know that that's what a lot of people on the outside were clamoring for. And, you know, like, like Smitty said, time will tell to see if these hires pan out or not. That's really all I had to say about it. All right. Let's um, let's change gears here and get to Brandon, because I think that's the fun part of having somebody ride some shotgun yeah. with us here uh, as we have been all week. And we'll be next week as well, having some conversations uh, with some guests so if you've guys got a, uh, a a strong feeling about someone you want to come on i know we had some already but make sure to leave a comment but brandon uh you are the first person that everybody hears uh when they tune into the Steelers afternoon drive every day first of all uh what on earth made you want to do that uh specifically as as something that's that, that's part of who you are so I've always like it. I started doing announcing or voiceover work or whatever. I started doing that when I was in middle school, and um, I I had a little brother that played football. He's now in police academy in Fort Myers, Florida, but um, 
he played and my dad was um, a coach for his one of his youth football teams. And I always said that I have FOMO, fear of missing out. And I was like, I need to be involved somehow. And I get that that's silly for a freaking nine-year-old football team, but it was just something that I had. And I went up to my dad and I went up to um, who was their coach. His name is Tim. I was like, hey, is there something for me to do? I was just looking for something to do. And they just go, why don't you go up in the booth and announce? And I, and I was just like, whatever, it gives me something to do. Went up there, fell in love, and just decided that I wanted to make that my career, you know. So kind of unorthodox. It was kind of by chance because it was something that I just stumbled upon just by happenstance. And, you know, I, I tell people that I got lucky with what, knowing what I wanted to do at a young age and that I've just pursued it ever since. So you do both play-by-play and you do PA broadcasting. And obviously, since you're on our show every day, you're doing voiceovers too. What are the different parts of of, the, of what you do and how do they all work? So um, they all have, I mean, the big thing with the voiceovers, and I got this from talking with Tim Tobacco, the former voice of the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a good voiceover artist, you have to be a good storyteller. You have to you have to be a good actor, you know. You have to sell what your um, what you're saying or reading on on the microphone. Um, they play by play. You're also telling a story, but it's live and it's it's the, the story's different every single time. Every single game has its own different stories, has its own character, you know, circumstances, etc. PA, I always look at as you're reporting what is happening to um, to the live audience because everyone can see what's happening, you know, um, at least from an onset point. Everyone can see, for example, that Najee got the ball, um, but it's just, you know, just reporting on that. And the big thing that one of my mentors, Dave McBain, the athletic director at my high school, I went to West Allegheny. He always said less is more. And, you know, I didn't believe that at first, but now that I've gotten older, um, I've realized that what he meant was the actions that were on the field, they tell the story and you're just adding captions to it. And Mm. so that's always how I've looked at the three. Brandon, I have a question, but first I want to tell I want you to tell me what you think of this Tim Tobacco impression of saying Andrew McCutcheon's name. All right, okay. ready? Okay. <clears throat> Andrew McCutcheon. The one so. the, the Tim Tobacco one that always stood with me <laughs> is the um and I don't know, I can't do his voice, but it's just the cadence that stuck with me. It's now batting shortstop. Jack Wilson. And it was just the way he said it was like very distinctive. Like you immediately. um, And, you know, obviously uh, some other guys that have done that, you know, um, know, John Barbaro at at the civic arena with, you know, the long drawn out Mm. uh, emphasis on Mario Lemieux. Uh, But just the way that he did that always just kind of, I I don't know. It, 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 it's like an earworm in a song, right? It like sticks with you. It's something that you remember. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because every announcer, I think that especially like they have something that 
carries with you, I think. Like with Tim Tobacco, the one the one I always remember was Starling Marte, you know, and <laughs> it's just, just something that you pick up. Um, but the, the what makes it so unique is I think every PA announcer and every play-by-play broadcaster has its own personality, just like how every game has its own personality. You know, you, yeah. even with play-by-play, when you get someone like a Joe Buck, you know you're going to get – it's going to be minimalist, but he's also just going to add the the minimal captions and let the game speak for itself. You get some – you get even on color like a Tony Romo, he's going to try to analyze everything that's happening from an office. Uh, I don't know, Jim. And that <laughs> – um and chris collins were that here's a guy you know something yeah um Um, brandon i i love the fact that your bio just says probably announcing a game somewhere (laughs) um you know a lot a lot of stuff within like the whippy and stuff like that um i I, this obviously i i think i would like to think that you want to go higher with this right like what is the end goal in terms of broadcasting like what level would you like to like where are we at on the journey here my dream is to be the voice of a professional sports team. Um, I don't care okay. what it is. I don't care where it is. I don't care what sport. I just want to be the voice of a team or a network. Um, obviously, with me being from Pittsburgh, my my dream, my my ultimate dream would probably be like the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, something in that ballpark. Um, mm-hmm. But you know that means I have to relocate and be the voice of you know, the Buccaneers, I'm just making up a team off the top of my head. I'm just making scenario up in the top of my head. Then that's mm-hmm. just what I got to do. Um, right now, um, I'm working my way up. Right now, I'm the, I am the do some PA work with Robert Morris. I do a little bit, dabble here and there with Pitt. Used to do some stuff with Duquesne. Um, and I also do a lot of stuff with, like you mentioned, Smitty, a lot of WPIL schools. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I do a lot of the WPIL championships. So the football championships at Akersher stadium, I did all four of those. Um, I know I'm going to be working the basketball championships at the Peterson events center. Um, and I've been doing some stuff with baseball. Um, and I did some stuff with field hockey as well, soccer. Um, so it's just kind of bouncing around right now. And over the summer, I'll go on the road with um, it's called Three Ice. They were they were here. Yeah. Back, they were back here back in June at the uh, RMU Sports Complex, and um, they wanted me to come back for the rest of the season. And I had a blast. And this year we're going on we're going on tour again. Um, so we'll be in we'll be in Pittsburgh as well. That'll come in early August at PPG Paints, um, or at least that's the tentative schedule. Um, but we're going, we're looking at places like, you know, Minneapolis, Phoenix, Nashville, Buffalo, you know, so just bounce from just going all over. Just the goal is to just get my name out as much as I can get my voice out as much as I can. So that way, hopefully, you know, it leads to somewhere and someone will be impressed with my work and want to bring me on full time. You talked about Joe Buck, and honestly, like I'm not a huge fan, but I always again the minimalism, the the Minneapolis miracle call, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. like just words, right? It's like caught yeah. digs sideline touchdown, like that's all you need, right? Four words. I always thought that was a uh, a pretty inspired call there. Um, you talked a lot about like 
your inspiration from sports what about not from sports or maybe not from like traditional sports like the things that maybe i kind of think about when i think of like voice acting and voiceover work is like uh, rod roddy on the price is right or you know the uh the, the advertisement when monster jam is coming right and you mm-hmm. know it's sunday 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 and you know like or or like professional wrestling and, and like those kinds of like it's like a tradition of showmanship, right? It's it's like back to carnival barking, like way, way back. And that's sort of where all those things are, are rooted. But is there anything in that that kind of area that, it, that maybe you drew some inspiration from? I'm glad you brought up professional wrestling because, like, I know you had Donnie Football on not too long ago. And he's a big wrestling guy. And I've been a, been a huge wrestling fan ever since I was probably seven or eight years old. I even Finish got... Finish the story, Cody. Retweet. <laughs> um, like it was to the point where my first event sat front row. John Cena gave me a wristband. I still have it to this day, you know. And um, what's funny is whenever I do my um, PA or play by play, the one thing I think that people's people like to point out is the energy that I bring. Um, so, like tonight, I go to Robert Morris for. Uh, men's basketball they're playing green bay and um some of the guys there have told me you you call the you call a game sometimes like jim ross does on wwe i'm like that's where i get it from you know trying to carry that excitement that jim ross had you know from the wwf slash wwe whenever he was there AEW now and um bring that as well into sports and just see how far it takes me and you know so far it's done it's done pretty good um i know that it's not everyone's cup of tea but you know that's just personal preference so yeah absolutely i would be remit this is related to brandon but i literally just came across this just somebody sent it to me how about this zach azani was antonio brown's coach at central michigan coach wide receivers there that's the most I, yeah, he's actually thing I've heard in a while. Brown began attending Central Michigan in 2007 after wide receivers coach Zach Azani told him he could fly to Michigan and try out for the team as a walk-on receiver, transitioning from quarterback to wide receiver. Huh. There the you go. You know. Yeah. You know. So wait a minute. Everybody's been clamoring for Le'Veon to come back. Does this mean no. with Zach Azani? <laughs> no, hang on, I gotta go write this story real quick. I, I, I got the internet on fire here. I think that's uh, I think that, as great as AB was. I think that ship is sailed. Uh, yeah. so, I gotta say, like if it wasn't if it wasn't for the crazy, I bet he could still do it. Oh, 100%. I bet he could still like physically. Physically, I would bet on AB first any any day of of those two guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of baggage there. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brandon, we can't thank you enough for riding shotgun with us on today's episode. Pal, tell the people where they can find you. They can find me on Twitter um, at Ross two underscores EYE, and you can probably find me at a local. I get it. And you can probably find me at a local high school game or college game because, well, like my bio says, I'm probably announcing a game somewhere. Um, Like tonight, RMU. Next couple of days, I'm at RMU Hockey. Um, and I'm sure you'll be seeing me around for some high school playoffs and some other college games as well. So, um, yeah, just follow me on social media at Ross and then EYE 
uh, on Twitter, it's underscore on Instagram. It's a dot. And yeah, just find me wherever you can. And, you know, would love to chat. There we go. High school and college for now. For now. Steelers, Penguins, or Pirates in the future. You got to manifest crossed. it. Fingers crossed. Or 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 just, manifest them. or just WWE. That'd be fine too. I mean, I mean <laughs> that, that would actually be sick. Yeah. That's the always, heir to Michael Cole. Hey, That's listen, always, listen there, there's 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 great Pittsburgh connections there right now. I mean wrestling. I mean you've you've got you've got the current guys in the job doing a good job uh from Pittsburgh. and Corey so Graves. Yeah. Uh, you want to be the next Pat McAfee or Corey Graves. I think we're on board with that. Hey, I mean, I, I just got to actually. I just got to find a way into that business and Pittsburgh, the cradle of quarterbacks, and also for some reason WWE commentators. I don't know why it's and, just and wrestlers with Kurt Angle in the past. Oh, we've got, uh, got a lot of wrestlers. No, I mean Bruno, obviously. Uh, Bruno, Kurt Angle, even yeah. NXT. Larry Zabisco. Even Larry Zabisco is also a commentator. I'm just, I'm just all coming together here. It's all coming together. <laughs> all full circle. It always does. It always does. Alan, tell the people they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH, PGH Steelers. Now I'm going to go write some nonsense about Antonio Brown coming back to the Steelers because they <laughs> hired his old coach. No, not really, but I will be breaking down these three coaching moves here uh, as we move through the night. There we go. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments with any thoughts about what we talked about, any future questions for the show. Leave us a five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. For Alan Saunders, for Brandon Ross, I am myself. Thanks for jumping in. Take another ride with us on the Steelers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Afternoon drive. 